Welcome to Fardo Podcast. I'm Andrew Hoppel. I'm Cameron Hewitt. And here at the Fardo Podcast, everybody, this is a fitness-based podcast. Cam and I talk about a number of different things, but we tie everything back into fitness because that is what we know and that is what we love. So thanks for being here, whether you're here for episode one or we're actually getting close to episode 100 officially, Cam. We, we should, okay, for real, we should do something special. I can't think of what, but we'll think we got to think of something for our hundredth episode. Get outside of our comfort zone, a live podcast event. <laughs> okay, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. We could do a uh, yeah, yeah. Let's we sell, could do like let's a- sell tickets during <laughs> during the, the pandemic or epidemic or whatever it's called, and <laughs> and have Abby, Megan, and Sarah all hang out. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only people that would like be willing to show <laughs> no we'd be there our, our our family would go maybe if no if i meant like if we invited <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> no i meant that we could uh we guys could... we're renting out the staple center and we're go- <laughs> no i know what you mean like live like on like a like a media platform yeah yeah you know i think that could be pretty fun it could be. We'll see. We'll see. How about we talk about it? <laughs> uh, well, guys, if you want to see this live event <laughs> take place, I want you to do this. I want you to slide into Cam's DMs and demand it from him. And then <laughs> if you want a live live event to take place <laughs> amidst coronavirus season, I want you to <laughs> also DM Cam and let him know. And let me know. Don't DM me. I'm too busy. But DM Cam, he has he has more than enough time on his hands. So. Oh my god, I got time burning a hole in my pocket. Hey, um, Andrew, happy Valentine's Day. Happy, wow, you're the first person to say that to me, Cam. I know. I really appreciate it. I just happy just, Valentine's know, Day back to you. I was just thinking, I'm like, I'm starting off my Valentine's Day not with Abby, <laughs> but with. A man with a beard. Well, I'm sure I'm sure Abby understands, and she's got to share a little bit because you get the majority of her time. That's true. So you know, you know, it's BS. There's no, um, there's like a Galentine's Day before Valentine's Day, but what about what about for the fellas? There's no. Where's the Valentine's Day? Yeah, the Valentine's Day. We should start that. We have 364 days to plan. I mean, yeah, I don't know if we could have it on the exact same same day, but, you know. Yeah, it should be like a competitive thing, but maybe we can celebrate like half Valentine's Day. Like six months from now, we can do a a mail Valentine's Day. Yeah, do it like in in August. Yeah. Like drink beer and shoot at something. Dude, I would love that. That sounds fun. Sounds fun. Not, not that that's inherently male, okay? Let's not get uh, confused here, but uh, I'd, I'd say traditionally male. <laughs> tr- tr- traditionally male, but you know, anyone, anyone hey, so, shoot a gun. So guys, we're going to release this episode first um, in the week. Just had an awesome episode with Get Fitty With It. Mm-hmm. That was yesterday's recording. That was a near, damn near two hour recording again. Yeah. 
No, that was pretty, that was pretty crazy, man. I think once we, uh, we, you know, we got a little edgy there for a second and that, you know, kind of took things off. I think we talked well, about I think like an hour, but it was good, dude. <laughs> it was a good one. If you guys didn't know, we were on their podcast, um, Holly and Mary's podcast, I think three months ago. Something like that. I think, I think we're like their third or fourth episode, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good conversation. <laughs> and we can't, we had them over on our podcast, obviously, and just recorded that one the other day. So we'll be coming out with this one first and then preluding to that episode that is nameless currently, but we'll, we'll think of something edgy for it. But yeah, that one, that one, when it gets released, that's like a, a for sure listen to, especially since most of you are like a female between the age of like 25 and 30 something. Yeah. So are they. Um, oh, <laughs> we talk, just to give a little preview, um, Andrew and I learned some stuff about uh, menstrual cycles. So, yeah. and that that's it. That's, that's all we talked about. So if you want to hear a good two hour conversation. That's yeah, actually it was, it was a two hour conversation about menstrual cycles. So we'll see you in it. there. <laughs> Let, let's send that episode to the moon. Cause everyone's got to know the good word. Um, Camp, you know what we haven't done in a little while? Hung out. <laughs> yeah. We also haven't done like a check-in, like how are you doing for all things fitness, everything like that? What's going Dude. on with, with you right now? Dude, I was just gonna tell you, I uh, I have, I have a concern, Andrew. I have a big, I have a big concern. Um, okay. My, <laughs> it's actually not that big of a deal, but it's a bummer. So the squat program I'm doing right now, my starting one one rep max was 250, and I programmed it to to end at 300 over the course of nine weeks. Hmm. And uh. Let's just say I I may or may not have bit off a little more than I could chew. <laughs> so it and it doesn't wow, automatically sounds like, like sounds like there's a theme here with uh, this because I think we're just going for these absolutes in these numbers. We're not yep. actually calculating things out. Yeah. So well, here's the, I thought like okay, <clears throat> if I can add fifty pounds to my deadlift in one month, then in just over two months, I bet I could add fifty pounds onto my squat, which that, that like seemed, no, that's re- true. I could see that. Yeah. Five pounds a week. Yeah. Oh, it seemed, seemed reasonable. Um, but dude, the training is just absolutely. Oh my God, dude, the, the leaps I'm making. Like, I think, I think on uh Wednesday I'm supposed to, or no, no, by the end of this, I'm supposed to be able to do like 285 for three. And right now I can do like 260 for three. I'm like, dude, that's like, that's insane. That's 25 pounds added on. Um, so I don't know. I haven't failed a actual mandatory rep yet, which is good, but I feel like I'm feeling a little, a little doubtful that we might need to scale it back a little bit. But even if, even if I end up with, um, you know, we, we did a check-in of my one rep max like last week and I was at like 275. So I've already gained 25 pounds on my squat that even if I end up getting like 285, 290, you know, something like that, that's still a lot of progress. So I'm, I, I see that's, that's the beta mentality that I don't necessarily <laughs> need. That's that, that's that soy boy mentality. <laughs> see, I have a goal, but it's okay if I don't make it. No, it, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? I think I just may have 
been a little bit too ambitious. But here's, Ooh, here's guys, Cam did not like that. You could, all right, let's rewind and listen to his <laughs> reaction to that. Oh, no, like, no, I, no, stop. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I don't, I don't like it. And here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm still going to try every single lift. I'm just, I'm just like getting kind of curious as to if I will be able to do them all. Because what's interesting is like the workouts are so intense. It's now like every three days. Um, but I can definitely feel like, do my, my core and like just lifting the bar off of the safety pins, it feels so solid with weight. Like when I do have to That's lift cool. up 250, I'm like, oh, dude, this is like. Like I got this. Like it, it's on me, and I'm not moving. Like it, it's a pretty good feeling. So I think I'll I'll be limited by core stability and core strength. Um, but it's nice. I feel it so much in my legs now, just because the core has gotten strong enough where um, I can lift heavy enough where my legs are. I don't know. Actually, really, really getting challenged. So could I could I give you some advice? Yeah, sure. Are like serious? Are you gonna say try harder or something? No, 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 no. This is this is a classic. Um, I would say it's a classic presentation of your overthinking and overcalculating mindset, where you're you're going to create these these instances where you don't believe in yourself necessarily, or you're worried and concerned about not being able to achieve something, and you're getting inside your own head just because of the way your brain is made up. This is like your, your neurotype three situation <laughs> where, where you're no truly though, where you're so concerned about not being able to perform at something in the future mm-hmm. that you're, you're looking, I'd say too far ahead. And you're not just focusing on executing the day to day, because like we just pointed out, all you need to do is continue to execute the little things each week. And then we'll see if we get there. Right. No, that's, and that's true. Cause like, that one workout I was talking about, it's like two or three weeks away. Then I'm like, how am I going to be able to do that? That, you know, that shouldn't be taken away from the, whatever I have to do on Wednesday. Right. It's like, okay, just deal with Wednesday when Wednesday comes, as opposed to like, you know, I'm not supposed to be able to lift what I'm supposed to be able to lift in three weeks from now. I'm supposed to be able to lift the weight on Wednesday. That's what I'm supposed to be prepared for. Yeah. So I, I think, to- I think, that might be messing with your mentality too, though, when you're performing for day to day, if you're always thinking about two weeks or a month right. ahead of time. Right. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. You just got to stay focused on the next task at hand. The small incremental yeah. um, position, right? And then they'll kind of help out in the end because I know that that's how you just get so you're, you're not like a super nervous person, I would say, but you do have mm. nervous tendencies, especially when you have expectations for yourself. You're yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And then you just like <laughs> kind of shoot yourself in, the, in your foot. No, I am someone that I need to be like damn near fully prepared for something and like have yeah. like so much confidence within like myself to be able to do something to be like to to show confidence. You know, like, if, if there's like any doubt, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. It might not <laughs> might not happen. Probably won't happen. But right. no, that's, that's a good. And then you and then that. Yeah. The, that's a really good reminder because then it shows itself in that way where you're like, oh, I hope that I get there. I haven't failed anything yet. I have absolutely no base to, <laughs> to believe that I can't do this, but I'm just not sure. It sounds hard. Right. <laughs> and I mean, I, I mean, I guess I could 
flip it around and say, well, I've progressed like so far every workout. What's to say that just won't, you know, that won't keep happening. Right. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to not think that. Right. I mean, my, my max has already gone up 25 pounds. Why can't it just keep going up? You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Dude, yesterday, definitely uh quote unquote overtrained. I, uh, you know, you and I talk about sometimes how like when you leave the gym, you should, you should feel good. Um, dude, when I got home from the gym yesterday, mind you, I had to do like 12 sets of hard ass squats. Yeah. Dude, I got home. I just wanted to go to bed. Oh my, I was, I was laying down in bed last night and my legs felt so dead, but also I could feel them kind of being antsy, but also like I couldn't move them. I'm like, this is, this is probably not a good thing. This is, <laughs> I don't think this is how it should be. Yeah. It's, I mean, how do you feel today though? So this is the, this is the good thing. I, I slept really well last night. My legs feel, they feel like tired, but, um, you know, not, I don't know, not hurting or anything like that. So it, it's probably not a big deal. And I don't have to squat again until Wednesday. So by the time Wednesday rolls around, I'll be, you know, more than, more than good to go. But just after that workout, I was like, Ooh boy, that was, <laughs> that was a lot. So that's, I mean, that's not necessarily in itself a bad thing though. We do want to get to that major fatigue point. We just don't want to be obliterated the next few days where it's, it's, it's a struggle to move. Right. Right. It's not going to take away from Wednesday's workout. You know, I'll just, my legs will just be tired for a couple of days. Yeah. So you, you might've been exactly where you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little, a I don't little know. overthinker. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm not convinced. I didn't feel a hundred percent in control. So, dude, you know, <laughs> you know what's uh, you know, what's so cool though about like lifting, like really heavy, compared to your one rep max is. After I did my squat workout, I'm like, you know what? Let's just let's just do some biceps. Not not some, but let's do like a bicep workout too. And this is like a new kind of like idea. I'm starting to like think about more. If you're ever going to do like an arm day or maybe maybe if it's even like a back day, do something that's going to make your grip or your core really have to activate. So if you're doing like heavy deadlifts, your grip is going to be used to, you know, I don't know, hundreds of pounds, right? And then if you go to do um, like a lat pull down or a T-bar row, your grip is primed for like heavy ass weight. So what you would normally T-bar row might feel lighter. Like yesterday I was doing um, hammer curls with like 45-pound dumbbells. And dude, my core was like solid. Like it wasn't going anywhere. There's no like leaning back, none of that. And I was thinking that's got to be because my core was just so intensely braced for squatting that it's, I mean, it's more than primed. It's like a little fatigue too, but way more so than if I was just, doing bicep curls from the beginning. Huh? It's like the body is more awake. Woke, as you might say. My- <laughs> Your woke core. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, that's a good thing to point out. Yeah, if you guys haven't ever implemented 
kind of really, uh, I would say stimulating or pre, not pre fatiguing, but stimulating a muscle group prior to getting into a working set. It's definitely a good thing to do. And especially if you have trouble making that mind muscle connection with something that you're trying to train, if you're trying to target your butt and all you can feel it in is your, your quads really trying to stimulate your glutes prior to getting into that movement. Um, <laughs> especially if you're talking about like something like a hip thrust or you're talking about, um, a sumo squat, you can kind of really, you don't have to go heavy. You just want to focus on going through the range of motion and activating quote unquote, that muscle group and flexing it out. And then that can help really make that connection point. Um, once you're into that working set with that heavier weight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's about, it's really about setting yourself up for like the next movement. Like that's how, whenever I get to do my own workout aside from my program, I'll think like, okay, what are the muscle groups I want to hit in the order? This is something that Kyle asked me. He's like, Hey, does the order matter? I'm like, well, yeah, it matters. It's not going to ruin the workout if you don't do them in that order, but there's a reason I'll put these two movements next to each other. Like I love doing, um, lat pull downs before doing a rack pull because it primes my lats. And then when I do a rack pull, it's, it's easier, like, as you said, to get that mind muscle connection. So that's kind of a, you have to have like a forward thinking in your workout to be like, okay, how is this going to benefit the next movement? And then so on and so forth, you know? Yeah. That's a great thing to point out. That's a, a really, really good one. So I wanted to hash out with you over the microphone today and really just get it figured out. No questions asked. Cam's like, great. I love it when Andrew does this <laughs> and I don't have time to control or think about things long term. Whatever. <laughs> I don't always do that. What is it? What is your idea? Let's do it. I'm so in. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should plan out officially and announce our powerlifting event, as well as one of the Spartan races, our first one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was, are, you, actually, are you down for the, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah. You should be sorry. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that one that, um, you were talking about on the phone with me the other day that like late, late July one. I mean, that's the only one that really makes sense. Cool. In Chicago. Yeah. So I had, I had pitched cam, uh, the possibility of joining in on this AAPF powerlifting event. And he, he was like, Andrew, that's only like six months of training. <laughs> no, 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 no. The first one you said was like <laughs> no, no. in three months or something like that. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And then, no, uh, and then we found this other one. Yes, it was. I always, dude. You're like, dude, this one's in <laughs> this one's in April. Like, no, I'm not doing that. I was I was kidding. I was I was not seriously pitching no. April. Dude, dude, if I if I said yes, you would have been like, oh cool, let's do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, yeah, we'll do we'll do the late July one. That'll that'll give us time to We have to find out good. how to sign up for that though. And that's the real challenge is figuring that yeah, out. Yeah. So, so guys, here's another example of, of this situation where I had pitched this, uh, <laughs> this July 30th powerlifting event. And in my mindset, I'm like, wow, that's so much time to get ready for this thing. 
and I'm definitely not going to use all the time. And my first powerlifting uh, meet, I did 10 weeks of training. I did a 10 week split and I just jumped right in. And Cam's like, <laughs> Cam, Cam's mindset was, wow, I'm not absolutely 110% ready by that point in time. Okay. She's like, I wanted the entire year in order to train for this. Well, hold up though. If you go, dude, if you go back, and I bet some of our listeners will remember, if you go back, a handful of episodes towards the beginning going of this year. Or, no, but just no, but just in your in your mind, in your mind, think back to when we first brought this up. We were gonna do one at the end of the year. So mentally, I was like, oh dude, like a whole year to train, like that's like such a great amount of time. You know, and then all of a sudden we're like, oh, we're just gonna cut that by five months. It's a big difference. That's a big difference. But we'll we'll, well make we it. We can work. do another one if you want. If you, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. If you I mean, qualify, I if you qualify for state championship, I probably. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that takes. I feel like I probably won't, but <laughs> you don't have to figure out, Andrew. Probably not. You probably have to hit a 400 pound deadlift in order to do that. Yeah. So buddy. Pro- there's always next year. So, <laughs> um, what I'll be curious about, what I feel like I really have to figure out, is how to drop weight. Like, like, cut weight for the meat. You know. You don't feel like you are confident in that. I just, I just haven't looked into it. Like, I know Barrett said that what he'll do is he'll, like, a few days before, he'll chug like two, two to three gallons of water a day, and then the twenty four hours before the weigh in, he won't drink any water. So he's just pissing water like crazy, and. He'll he'll drop like seven pounds that way or something. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, there's that method, but are there other ways to do it effectively? You know? Yeah, you just be lean and strong, and then that kind of helps set you up for success for the the weight class that you want to be in. So yeah, but but why do that and not also drop weight, go down in a weight class? You know? Why, why do that when I can be an overweight pos? Um, no, not overweight. Eating- eating whatever I want and trying to lift heavy in a, a weight class that I have no business being in. No, that that's like the opposite of what I'm saying. You can be lean. So then you're already in like a good weight class, but then do that water thing to get into a lower weight class, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. What I'm, I'm saying is total I'm sense, definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely eating what you're cooking. Good. I hope so. Andrew, could we be in the same weight class if I if I don't cut weight and you starve yourself? I think we can make it happen. Cam, I intend on being in the same weight class as you. Do you really? Good just luck. in order to <laughs> just in order to really stick it to you. Andrew, you 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 probably would, to be honest. <laughs> but, guys, um, guys, I'm not willing get to do some class. very I'd be willing to do some very questionable things, some very unhealthy things in order to get where I need to be. So if you've wonder if you've been wondering how big Andrew's ego is, <laughs> it is it's it not, is too heavy to left. <laughs> I wouldn't say ego, I'd say just the um competition level, you know? Sure. Sure. All right, it's cool. So we got that going for us. Um, what about the Spartan race? Uh, dude, I don't even know where are they even at with that stuff because are they back on? I mean, 
you know, Jack's pitched us a, uh, a Scotland, Scotland one. Yeah, okay, I don't know what I don't know what she's drinking over in England, but man, it's making yeah. Listen, crazy. Jacks, we don't have uh, the ability on that uh, cross cross a uh, pond road trip every now and then. We don't have the uh, the income for that yet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the we're gonna road trip to Scotland, aka fly. <laughs> All right, good job, Cam. You dissected the punchline. I love it. <laughs> Inaccurate punchline. All right, so, and I mean, we'll we'll find one. Whatever. Do you want to do you want to do the short one first? You know what? Should we do them in order? Oh, just like no, dude. Little... Andrew, 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 Andrew. Good idea. Good idea. Let's do them all in one weekend. No. Yeah, that oh. sounds like something. That sounds like something that you're making fun of me about because no. that's something that I would say. I'm being dead serious. Let's just get them all over within one weekend. Why would you pitch that? Why would Why would you be the one saying that and not me? It's more efficient. <laughs> it's more easy that way. It's more um, easy. <laughs> so we have one coming up. We have a sprint coming up in uh, June. Wait, Michigan. Hey, that's where I am. Uh, it's the same weekend as that prospected powerlifting event. Okay. So probably not. We do have one June 5th in Ohio. Andrew. Spartan trifecta weekend. Are we doing, are we doing all three in Ohio? It'd be a little diff. Here's the thing, Andrew. It's gonna they're gonna suck because I am not I like I'm being dead serious with you. I am not going to train for them. Um so I'd prefer to get all the pain <laughs> and misery out of the way in one weekend. So we could also do the ultra that weekend. There you go. There you go. Dude, the ultra is par- the, the 50 kilometer. Dude, there was a part of me that was going to uh it no okay. 50 kilometers, isn't that 100 miles? No, 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 no. 50. Oh, no, that's right, because the kilometer is 2.2 miles. Okay, so you cut it in half. 2.2. So it's really like 25 miles-ish. It's basically a a marathon inside of a Spartan race. It's a marathon in the forest with obstacles. 60 obstacles, actually. Yeah, some of those obstacles are bullshit, though, right? Like, hey, can you can you climb over this three foot wall? It's like, yeah, I think I got it. Cam, I think I'll be okay. eating an extra helping at dinner might be an obstacle if <laughs> I'm doing this race. I don't know. Like, <laughs> literally anything could be challenging. Just doing this in itself. What the fifty k? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, you know, Cam, I, I my legs stopped working in half that distance. Well, technically a fourth because it was a <laughs> no. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was yeah. half of that one. Yeah, we all know. Um, so it was like mile like se- uh, seven where my legs were like, hey, I, yeah, you gotta like, stop. Hey, hey, uh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, so you know what I was gonna do? I was gonna bargain with you. I don't want to do this anymore. But okay, I was Love gonna. It. I mean, well, maybe in the future we can do it anyways, but I was going to, I was thinking, I'm like, I wonder if I tell Andrew, Hey, what if we didn't do any Spartan races this year, but next year we just did an ultra 
And I was like, ah, no, we'll be fine. Why would we? That's just a weird thing. I don't. <laughs> Dude, okay. I really don't think that we could we could do this. I don't think that we could. I remember how beat up I was after that Spartan race. I don't think we could do all of them in one weekend. Yeah, we could. Dude, do you remember my hands? <laughs> Train harder. I don't know. <laughs> why, why are you being so edgy today? Did um, I? Did I, did I pull I'll tell some you what, I, I'm a little defensive because you were you were poking very basic fun at me. And my, no, um, dude, we'd be totally fine. Here's the thing, though. Do you want your hands? Yeah, the skin. The skin on my hands was gone by the end of the the beast race. Andrew, do you want your hands to hurt three times? Or just one time though, because then get all of it out, you know, in that one weekend versus, you know, three separate weekends. I'm thinking about you, Andrew. Okay, give me your full reasoning why this should take place. Why one weekend? Because yeah. it's you just get them all out of the way. It logistically, it's a lot easier for both of us because we don't have to travel to either Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, wherever, right? It's just, it's one trip. It's one weekend in the summer slash fall that we have to quote unquote, give up to do something. Um, I think it'd be, dude, Andrew, we, you and I would get to hang out all weekend. That would be kind of fun as opposed to just like seeing each other for the race and you know, whatever. Um, and then there's still the the challenge. First off, it's going to be more challenging. So I think that's good. You know, having to do all three. Um, and really the only, you know, the super and the beast are the only challenging ones. Um, and even with a little bit of training, I don't even think the, uh, the super would be that difficult. Um, the beast might kill me, but that's okay. Um I mean that's pretty much it, dude. Just it's, no. The, it's, the super, the super is the one that's the biggest one, I think. No, the super is eight miles. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the beast is one that that we did prior. Yeah. Okay, so I did speak correctly. <laughs> no, earlier. I, okay, yeah, yeah, Mr. No, the super's not eight miles. <laughs> no, because I I had said it earlier in the podcast. Oh, I got you. I got okay. You. So, yeah, this thing would be Sprint, Beast, Super. That's the order. And that would kind of really suck. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of order is that? What sort of – what kind of? I guess it's so people aren't so tired for the Beast. I bet that's why. I don't think people do this. No, no, no. So it's Beast, actually. Oh, cool. Super, Sprint. Oh, so it gets easier. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> the last one just oh, the last one I, you'd, I bet you'd think that this would be an easy race uh, a 5k this is a 5k with 20 obstacles inside of the 5k so that's like 7 7 per mile <laughs> give or take freaking, that's freaking ridiculous that's nice because <laughs> okay by that by that point <laughs> it's literally just hey you've completed over half a marathon worth of distance and all these obstacles, mm-hmm. you're tired, you're beat up. Now you just have to do a really fast one <laughs> with all these hand obstacles <laughs> involved when the skin is gone on your hands. But think about how easy that will feel compared to what you have done. No, 
no, no, no. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This this is blowing my mind how reverse this Andrew, conversation this, is going. This goes back to what I just said about the core, right? Your body and your mind will have the mentality of these 13-mile and 8-mile races that when you then go to do a 3-mile race, you're going to be right, like, oh, up, my team. God, this is this is chump change. This is like, come on, man. This is easy. This is – okay, guys. Now I've, I've just realized what's taking place here. If you go back – like Cam just said, and listen to uh, the Lone Survivor, the Lone Survivors. You get the full understanding as to how hard this race was on me and how Cam was able to <laughs> get out of it the other way. So I have this this preconditioned fear of uh, the Spartan race. And Cam's like, no, like it wasn't that bad. Like we'll be fine. That's true. That Okay, that's fair. Andrew has p- some PTSD and I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair, man. That's fair. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. I feel like I'm going to come into this with way more training mindset focus off of uh <laughs> off of what had taken place versus you. And it's now you're going to you're going to fall into my mindset where I was like, "Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll suck, but I'll be fine." Yeah. Exactly. So here's like I I I know that it will I know that I'm not going to train nearly as intense for it as I did last time. Like last time I went balls to the walls and this time I'll be like, okay, I might do a little bit of jogging, you know, whatever, maybe some elliptical or whatever, but you know, it's just gonna, that's what I want to do in one weekend. Get all the suckiness out of, you know. All right, guys, premonition here. So I'm going to be super, super compare or uh, prepared for this next race or a few races in a row, whatever it is. Cam is going to, literally repeat the problems that i had i'm gonna bring mustard packets that's my bet that's my bet we're throwing it out there i would like to double down on andrew's bet (laughs) essentially we would be doing just about a like two supers in one no because the first day you're doing a beast which is uh eight miles Mm -hmm. and then the sprint which is three miles so we would be oh. completing almost the distance of <laughs> the next day's race in one day. Oh, it's a super and a sprint, or is it a beast and a sprint? Be- it's a it's a super and a sprint, so it's the two smaller distances together. Okay. And then the next day, <clears throat> excuse me, or the first day, whatever it is, those two days, those two races are grouped together, and then the other day is just the longer one. So either way, we'd be doing just about the same distance, <laughs> just more obstacles in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, dude, we would just we would just get through it, Andrew. Hey, somebody somebody sent him a message. Light this guy up. I just- I, <laughs> hey, so first off, let's get let's get let's backtrack a little bit. What weekend are we even talking about? Like, what dates are you seeing? Early June. It was early June. I closed it. <laughs> I was getting upset. That's funny. We should do. I say, dude, we should. We'll, we'll try to find one in the fall. Yeah, I'm game for that. I would like to spread it out. I'd like to. Maybe we could do two in a weekend, but. Yeah, and maybe just tack on the third if we're feeling. <laughs> if we're feeling good, I don't know. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it God. out. But we I have think- to. We have to go back to if they're doing that race over at Indiana. The Badlands. Dude, that's a, no, that's a Tritica. Tri- that's a, it's Attica. 
I keep calling it Tritica. That's the it's, that's the beer that Lucky Monk has. <laughs> dude, I said pre- it in another podcast too. I remember. I'm pretty sure um, the Attica weekend is a trifecta weekend. So I think that we should do one or two races in a weekend earlier in the year, get our toes wet, our toesies, and then do that beast, the same beast that broke me down. We should do that one in Attica, Indiana. Well, we can definitely do the Attica beast. Okay. Asterix. We might also do the Attica super and sprint. TBD. TBD. Why would you not want to see more courses throughout the year? Don't need to. I've I've been around. I've seen I've seen stuff. It's fine. <laughs> no, I don't know. Whatever. We uh, not to feed a fed horse, but um, we should do all three. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Cam is. I, if you guys if you guys haven't noticed, Cam is really he's highlighting his protocol. Eight relentlessness right now. I am on full, on full display for you guys. Also consistency. Also being a dick. That should be the 11th. One. <laughs> <laughs> the 11th protocol is just kind of being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to be successful, you have to be an ass. So, yeah. All right. So talking about training stuff, getting back into the swing of training terminology and bestowing knowledge upon the entire fired up community. Were you going to say anything after that? (laughs) I was pulling a Michael Scott. I was uh, making sure that I wasn't the first one to talk. What are you talking about, dude? (laughs) It's not even a thing. There's an episode where he's like, never be the first one to talk oh when he's uh asking for like a raise or something yeah, like that yeah when Dar- yeah, yeah daryl's asking for a raise yeah that's right that's right that's right that's right so what i want to talk about today a lot of us and i know this is a thing that we talk about quite often but i think it's more and more um prevalent with the time of the year right now a lot of us are either transitioning into some type of getting ready for summer cut or we're thinking about transitioning soon. And it, it can be frustrating, especially if I look back with where I've been inside of my fitness journey and all that fun stuff. Also, I'm really getting tired of calling it a fitness journey. It's kind of just a load of crap. It's just living your life. So, Because <laughs> a journey I, has I, a destination. But we're always improving a, ourselves. Yeah, I'm officially done calling it a fitness journey. That's kind of really 2000, way too 2010 for me. So, if you're getting ready to try to lose off some uh, some extra body fat for summer, because you should be looking at that at this point in time in the year versus April and May. If you're starting in April and May, you're not setting yourself up for success, and you need to be looking more long-term. Would you agree, Cam? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you don't want to, you could rush it, but that's, I don't know, man. I think it's a lot wiser to spread it out over a few months. I would say it's kind of hard to, it's hard to also get in that mindset right now, especially if you're in the Midwest, 
uh, Chicagoland specifically, because we have the snowiest, the coldest part of the winter taking place. But this is the peak. And then if you guys recall, things are going to change very, very quickly. And the snow is going to melt. We're already halfway through February. It's going to be March. And then the snow is just going to start being less and less. We're going to be, we're going to have the availability to go out and do cardio outside to get those extra steps in to, to, to really see summer coming around the corner very, very quickly. And once again, if you're in the Midwest, especially Chicagoland, namely, and Michigan too, I believe, you know that spring comes around the corner fast and hard, and then it leaves pretty quickly, Hmm. especially in. I mean, kind of, there's also that like, It'll be spring, and then I feel like sometimes winter just gives you like one more middle finger. It's like, yeah, we're gonna make it snow in April, <laughs> and then you can have your <laughs> just one last little thing. No, you're right. Once winter gives you one more middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Once once March is done, dude. Like March can be a little wet, a little cold, you know. But dude, then it boom. Like we're in April, May. It is. It's warming up consistently and, and pretty quickly. See, the thing is, though, March is a month, at least in this area, where throwing on a hoodie and going outside is very, very manageable. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I had to, I had to go to my car this morning. It is, dude, you can't go outside for anything in a t-shirt. It's just, it sucks so bad right now. So yeah. just remember that that's going to change very quickly. And the reason why I keep talking about the weather, because it's a very, very easy way to get extra steps in. And to kind of bring up your your average daily burn, and you have to have that in order to be successful inside of a, a deficit. I'm telling you guys, I would say I would say one of the biggest issues that Americans have in trying to cut body weight, cut body fat, is their activity levels don't adjust enough. Would you say, Cam? When they're, you mean what specifically, excuse me, specifically when they're trying to do a cut? Yeah, I'd say oftentimes one of the main focuses here is, oh, I'm just going to eat less or I'm going to start eating healthy. And that's the, yeah, whatever that means. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the, the main, like, okay, I'm going to stop eating like a shithead. Like it's, it's, (laughs) it's a not, it's not the correct way to look at this situation because if we if we just focus on changing our diet and our main objective is and I'm not saying that this isn't good you should be keeping track as to what's taking place here but if we focus on just eating chicken and broccoli and like we're gonna wow I sounded really Chicago in for a second <laughs> and uh if that's the main focus here and we don't change much of anything else if you were eating you know, a chicken sandwich and or instead, because you're kind of health conscious or whatever. So you have a chicken sandwich and French fries for lunch, and then you change it. And now you're eating a chicken breast and broccoli. Great. You're ditching a couple hundred calories. Um, and it's probably better for your body, a little bit easier for it to break it down and use it as uh, fuel. Same time, though, if you're not taking a reading, if we're being real realistic here, most people are probably either at breaking even for their daily diets when they're not considering what they're eating all the time or they're in a surplus. Mm -hmm. Very, very rarely, I would say for the mass population, I'm I'm not saying that there aren't people out there like this, 
you're not going to be at a consistent deficit if you're not trying to, because your body's going to try to get you to where you need to be naturally um, or more so. I mean, I think if you, and this is like a mental thing too, like if you're trying to lose weight, it, it okay, it's cool to make dietary adjustments, but if you just focus on, on eating less, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thinking of it from like how, how long term can you do this for? If you're trying to cut from now until June, you know, you're talking about months, you need to be able to do something that's sustainable to a degree. So if you up your movement, you know, let's say you're burning an extra, an extra 200 calories a day, you know, maybe you're going for walks or whatever, right? And you're also cutting out, let's say something small, like 250 calories a day. Let's say it's 250, 250, right? Extra 250 movement, cutting out 250 of um, food. That's a net burn of an extra 500 calories a day. Or net loss. Now, yeah, exactly. So that's a lot different mentally than just cutting out 500 calories of food. That's a pretty Guys, that's, substantial that's amount. Basically, that's taking like it's taking like a 20 minute walk for most people and not eating two pieces of cheese. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's not incredibly difficult to get to that deficit if you're doing both of these things. Now, for example, because that was a great example, Cam, if we are just focusing on trying to eat less in order to get where you need to be and not trying to up the activity level to improve that kind of that metabolic burn, we're going to have to eat five pieces of cheese less. Mm-hmm at a minimum in order to get to that same deficit. And I don't know why I'm using cheese as this is a a definite, like it works. (laughs) Somebody's like slapping on like five pieces of cheese. All of our listeners just, they love craft singles and now they feel like they can't. (laughs) Well, the other thing to think about though is it depends how much of a, because for everyone, it's not just going to be, you know, cutting out, 250 and burning 250 to get 500 you might do both of those things but you might only get a because that's with the assumption that someone is at a maintenance level i think a lot of people i think you were on to something earlier most most people i would say probably most days are at least at a slight surplus so you might not get a total burn of 500 but, but maybe you get to 200 250 something like that it, it depends how big of a surplus, if any, that you're at to start with. So it's not going to be like, oh, all I have to do is cut out a, like a, a snack or two. It's like, well, you might actually have to do more depending where you're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's once again, just keeping track of that stuff, at least very, very least at a loose basis, but making sure that we're surviving at that deficit is going to be what gets you where you need to be. So planning long-term, looking ahead, even if it's uh, the reason why, once again, I keep bringing up the weather. Like I said, it's very, very easy to add in an outdoor walk. I would argue either in your, in the morning or in the evening after mm-hmm. dinner, whatever time of the day that fancies you the best. doesn't matter to me. I don't care. <laughs> but uh, making sure that you're getting a little bit extra step taking place and then if you're doing outside it's just good for your head it's good for your body it's um there's a lot of other benefits outside of just getting that activity level in that'll take place at the same time 
And it's also a little bit less comfortable probably for a Mm -hmm. lot of people, but putting yourself into that uncomfortable situation will be beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, something that I was, me and Abby were getting into like a really good rhythm of over the summer, uh, before gyms opened, um, you know, in, in the mornings I'd get up a little bit earlier and I would, I seriously go for maybe like a, like a 20 minute walk, something like that, you know, just to kind of wake up a little bit. Um, and then kind of like a routine Abby and I got into was after dinner, we would go for a walk that was probably 20 or 30 minutes. So now I'm getting almost an hour of cardio in. I'm getting about 50 minutes of steady state cardio in and it's, it's not really affecting my life. And even on most days, I would also like on my lunch break, go for a little 15 minute walk. So Now we're talking an hour plus of movement a day. I just break it up into these very manageable pieces. You know, if I got did it feel like work? No, because the first one I'm waking up, it's kind of nice. It's a peaceful summer morning. Um, during the middle of the day, it's a nice break from work, getting away from the actual building, you know, kind of walking around. And then after dinner, it's a, it's just a nice hangout with Abby. Really. You know, we talk about our days, whatever, and we go for a 30 minute walk. So it's, it's not like I'm doing it for the the calorie burn. I'm more so doing it for, I guess, mental reasons or just enjoyment, right? And and the, the calories just happen to come with it. Yep. So what uh, my argument here is, guys, is that it does not need to be a very complex, very difficult thing to to make happen. Once again, we just need to be consistent and we need to implement these things at the right time. So looking ahead, you should be adjusting slightly your intake as well as your activity level now, because yes, it'll be a little bit more uncomfortable to get ready for this process in February. You don't need to do a walk outside, but upping that activity level somehow, whether you're taking a, an extra walk around the office or you're, you're trying to add in, you have some type of cardio piece of equipment at home. It doesn't need to be very long or very fatiguing, but getting in that activity level now will help set us up for success in two, three weeks when we can do those walks outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even because that's the, that's the timeline that's going to take place here. It's probably two to three weeks. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and two things to keep in mind is one thing you can always do as, I mean, if you well, even if you live in an apartment building, you can do this. But I remember when I was young, during the winter, my mom, you know, used to be like a huge, a huge runner. And in the winter time, she didn't want to really run. So she would just go up and down our flights of stairs for like 30 to 45 minutes. I remember like waking up, it'll, it would be like 9 a.m. on a Saturday. And I'll just hear dun, 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 dun. I'm like, oh, mom's doing her stairs again. But you guys can literally, I mean, you know, it might feel weird because it's in your home. I know, you know, something that you, me and Holly and Mary talked about was like the environment can feel weird. Like, oh, this is my home. Why am I getting sweaty in here? But just set a timer for 15, 20 minutes, put on the, put on this podcast and just, just go up and down your stairs, right? That's like a really- Put on this podcast, what a plug. <laughs> that's a really easy thing you can do. But the other thing, Andrew, is you also want to start working on becoming the type of person that is used to doing, you know, just some more activity throughout the day. So even if you're only doing 10 minutes up and down the stairs, you know, maybe you're not burning a ridiculous amount of calories, um, that to, in your mind is going to make 
enough difference, but you're becoming someone who's prioritizing going for these shorter, you know, walks or up the stairs, whatever. So then when it is warm outside, you don't need to make that mental adjustment to walking. You're like, oh, I'll just do this and it'll be more enjoyable than my staircase. Absolutely. What a great thing to point out. But yeah, I would say begin the process because Cam and I, you know that if you've been listening for a little while, we're big advocates on planning ahead when you're talking about in terms of fitness. We've been trying to get you guys to do that really for the entirety of 2021 already um, now that we are officially over one-tenth of the way in on the year. Yikes. So if that was <laughs> if that was one of our objectives, one of our big objectives to, to kind of get closer to where we want to be for body fat percentage, um, for activity level, for even some small gains on cardio health, because when we have that activity level, the, the heart has to uh, adapt too for activity level. This is what we need to do. We need to plan ahead and we need to begin the small process of preparing for the, the warmer weather, because the warmer weather is just going to make things easier. If we can complete this stuff now, if we can pre uh, prepare ourselves now we're setting ourselves up for success in two to three weeks. And once again, that's not a lot of time. We're going to have spring here and it's going to come fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So how would people plan this out? I mean, we just freaking told them, I mean, if you're going <laughs> to, if you guys are getting ready for spring, start with something manageable, right? How about what? a tangible example? What, what would, what would you be doing to implement, uh, this activity level is start a deficit if you were to do it tomorrow. Well, it's it's a little unfair. Abby and I, uh, <laughs> we have a treadmill, so that's like a super easy way. Um, I'd say I'd say most people have treadmills or something of the sort. I I don't know. I mean, they might have like some sort of yeah. I mean, maybe some sort of stationary bike or some. Okay, so with with your situation, what would you do? I would, I would make sure I'm walking on my treadmill every day, and I mean, there are a decent amount of days if I'm not. Um, doing any resistance training, I do go on that treadmill because I just want to keep my activity levels up. Um, but I mean, yeah, that, I would do that way more often. I only do it probably two times a week right now. Um, okay. So if, if the focus was cutting, you, I would up that. So every single day, what would you do? When would you do it? How long? And what intensity? Okay. So trying to think about how I would actually do this. If it was a if it was a day where I was not working out in the morning, I would be on, oh, I shouldn't say working out, not lifting. I would be on the treadmill in the morning, probably 30 to 45 minutes. Um, and You'd then start off at 30 to 45. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, just with where I'm at person, I'm not, I'm not starting from zero. I'm already on that treadmill, right? So I don't need to adapt to being on there for 45 minutes. Um, so, and then, and then after work, I'd, I'd probably do my weightlifting session and call it a day. If I'm doing no weights, I'd, pr I'd probably double up. I'd probably do cardio in the morning and the afternoon for the same amount of time. And then once it warms up, those would go from being on the treadmill to being outside. And then what I would do just to start things off these next few weeks, I would think of what is a habit I have with food um, that might seem small, that I can cut out. So like for me, I, I have a pretty um, intense sweet tooth. And so when I come home from work, I'm like, Ooh, just like a couple pieces of candy. And honestly, sometimes it's more than a couple. 
cut cut that out. All right, because that because that you know, I looked at the candy's nutrition facts, and with what I have, it's like 160 calories, um, which doesn't. Per piece? No, 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 no. In in total, so it doesn't seem like this, you know, just enormous amount. But again, it's one of those things where I I need to start becoming a person who denies, you know, not nutritious food, just really crappy food. I need to become that person now. And this is a small way to start doing that. And it, it, and it doesn't have a huge effect on my life right now. But when I want to add things, when I want to start dialing it in more, I, I'll be more prepared for that. That's that's such a great example. Um, so to break it down, Cam says he would start in the morning, possibly the evening, <clears throat> excuse me, for that 30 minutes to 45 minutes of cardio, low intensity, steady state cardio, nothing majorly fatiguing. And then he would focus on taking away that little bit of extra calorie intake um, throughout the day that he knows that he snacks on that he doesn't need at all. So mm-hmm. very, very applicable, super easy to apply here. Myself, I have a water rower, so I'd be implementing probably that as my cardio piece. Very simple. I can do it inside, so I don't have to freeze to death. And I can add in some really low-intensity, steady state, just going through the range of motion uh, rowing in order to add on that extra calorie burn. Probably do it for 20 to 30 minutes or so myself, because if you're on the rower for any time longer than that, you want to die. And, Dude, uh, even that long, man, holy shit, even 20, 20 minutes on a water rower, whew, that is, I mean, that's, that's intense right there, depending on where you're at right now, but. Definitely working on that flexibility for sure, right? What? So we would, <laughs> well, dude, if you're, if you're doing that motion for 20 to 30 minutes, your body's like, it's like, wow, flexibility needs to be there. <laughs> Anyways, so probably implement that. And then just like Cam said, we would eliminate the extra stuff. We would, we would calculate out a little bit more. I'm not a huge, huge snacker, but I would dial it in and make sure that I'm not overeating in my meals, which I, I enjoy. And it's a tendency of mine to eat more than I need just Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm getting that full feeling. So we'd have to plan out ahead for that, knowing myself and knowing how I um, eat food. But Really not terribly difficult in order to achieve that deficit. And then it's just the long-term goal. And you can see, like, yes, we say it's a long-term goal, but you can see tangible changes, I would say, in just a couple of weeks. Would you agree, Cam? Well, dude, I'll tell you this. Aesthetically, at least. I'll tell you this. I, um, for the past, oh, maybe three or four weeks, I've been doing this exact thing. I've been, tr- I've been doing little things. And I'm talking, you know, standing more at work. Um, if I do lift in the morning still, cause I get home earlier nowadays, trying to get an extra, you know, few walks in per week. And then what I'll do is when I have like a mental cue of like, Ooh, it'd be kind of nice to have a little snack. Literally like maybe two out of three times I will not have it. So I'm still kind of having that snack and I've already, I'm, I'm down like three pounds. All right. So, and, and honestly, dude, I, it kind of feels like I'm not doing anything. So I will just keep doing this pattern until my weight plateaus. And then I'll probably up it a little bit. I'll probably take away more snacks because I'm still having, you know, I'm still having like a decent amount. 
Absolutely. Happy Valentine's Day, Cam. Once Happy again. Valentine's Day, Andrew. I'm going to go eat a bunch of Mike and Ike's. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks for being a part of the podcast. If you got something out of this podcast, I'm sure you did get at least one thing here. Make sure you're sharing it with somebody who you know will benefit from it, or you can also just throw us up on social media. But why not both, to be honest? (laughs) I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do we have for the the week for the the people, Cam? I think what we we just talked about. Well, if if you are someone who wants to get – more aesthetic for summer, then start implementing small things now. It's almost like, I like to think of it almost as practice. Like, okay, what are some small things I can start practicing? Like if you're going to practice discipline or denying yourself certain foods, practice with with something manageable and small um, that you know you can do. And, 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 you know, start with that while it's still winter. And then you'll be able to build off of that. Um, you know, if your goal is, for some reason you want to bulk, <laughs> I don't know, then, then do the opposite. Find like something nutritious. That's not, you know, don't eat, don't add shit, but, but add something small. All right. Practice whatever you want to be doing more of as it warms up. Guys, once again, the most important component here besides doing all these things is consistency. Because if you truly are executing for seven, 14, 21 days in a row, you're going to see tangible differences. You can go back on my social media, my Instagram, and you can go through and you can see that 75 hard process. I was at a deficit. So that's a, a very visual representation as to what this looks like, because I was simply adding in that little extra uh, movement while making sure I was eating exactly what I needed to eat and not eating over, right? So you can see that visual representation of my body changing day by day. And in and once again, in 7, 14, 21 week or 21 days, you can see so much change visually mm-hmm. inside of that time period. Right. And that, I mean, and that's kind of the point where it's, you know, everything was dialed in. And so it's like, okay, guys, do you want to just jump into that? Or would you rather slow roll it starting now, right? Because once you get closer to summer, you do want to get a lot more dialed in, which for a lot of people will be somewhat close to a 75 hard lifestyle where it's like, okay, diet's on point. I'm moving a ton, you know, like we're on top of things. Why not, why not start almost practicing that now? You might as well. You might as well start building those habits now. There's no reason not to. Not terribly difficult to add in that extra movement and eat a little less. But keep that in mind, everybody. Not terribly difficult. Just have to execute. Exactly. Hope you have a good week. And uh, that's all we got. We're out. Peace.